When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fanfiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. finally stops next to kind of this small pier of stone and you see again just small snaking paths of rock around you and you see them branch off in two directions 150 feet to your left you see another raft and 150 feet to your right you see another raft rolf walks to the right rate follows is everybody going to the right this can't be good Annie's gonna follow You notice that this path in particular, as you step into the stones, the stones give a little bit and sink a little bit into the magma. So you have to kind of keep moving so that they don't sink all the way. So make a group survival check for navigating this difficult terrain. 11. 21! Yay! Seven again. I rolled a critical failure, but with my bonus, it's a nine. You get yourselves about halfway over this kind of floor is lava situation, and you each incur only two fire damage each. So nothing because of Athena. That is correct. So yeah, I guess you're good. (laughs) That's Athena for you. She's awesome. You're about halfway across, and then now that you have a little bit better view, uh, you can actually see um, a crystal globe with a heart on it towards, like, as in the reward that you picked from the last gate, sitting uh, about three-fourths of the way along this path. Stagger your steps. We weigh less. And Rolf is going to move forward towards the heart and pick it up. Is everybody doing this? Yeah. Make another group survival check. (gasps) A 21 again! Nine. 17. 22. You do this really deftly and take no damage. You also arrive at the globe. So do you touch the globe, Rolf? Yes. The globe shatters and little pink hearts fly all out of it. The smell of sulfur and asphodel leaves you for a moment as suddenly you smell rich flowers and perfume. And you also feel, Rolf, 
a little bit of a stirring in your lower regions <laughs> as the air around you becomes light and bright and instead of seeing fire all around you, you kind of just see this vague mist and you see floating through the mist as if on a cloud the figure of a beautiful voluptuous woman with long, long hair. And that voice speaks to you all in your mind. And says, It's been so long since I've heard from my little godling. These days on Olympus are long without hearing from the handsome little prince. Can you entertain me in his stead? What shall I call you, my little wretches? Think of this boon as a loving embrace to say, welcome. It is nice to meet you. Roll a d20. Hi, Aphrodite. Nice to see you. Ten. This is a common rarity boon. You may choose from an Aphrodite power boon, an Aphrodite survivability boon, or an Aphrodite utility boon. How has everyone been handling damage? I think if we increase our output, become deadlier, we get through this faster. Sure. Seems fair enough to me. Very well. So we agree on power? Aye, aye. Aphrodite, empower us, please. All right, you take the Aphrodite power boon. So your attacks have a chance of charming your foes. Mm. So with a common rarity boon, the DC is only five. However, bear in mind how many attacks you make and how many times you're going to be forcing whatever you're attacking to make that save. And if you do successfully charm it, uh, it is charmed for one round or until you deal damage to it next. Thank you. Your husband says hello as well. <laughs> the mist clears and the voluptuous woman vanishes with a small, airy little. <laughs> and suddenly you are back in the fiery hell of the River Flegathon. Okay, so what does this do? So anytime you land attacks, specifically attacks, the enemy is forced to make a saving throw. Uh-huh. And the DC for it is fairly low. So the DC is five only with a common nerdy boon. However, you're going to make that save many, many times. And if it ever fails, it becomes charmed, which means it can't harm you and it has to treat you as at least friendly until the next round or until it takes damage next. Hopefully our enemies are not too wise. What lies before us? Uh, you very safely traverse to the other gate. You see a, a bone raft that you can very safely get on and you see a crystal globe on it that shows a ewer. Iris, here we come. Onto the raft. Onto the raft. Arete boards the raft. Indeed. Okay, uh, you hit it, the raft starts moving. Make a group perception check. 11 again. 10. 12. 19. All right, only you notice this. As the barge keeps moving past all of these like hellish features emerging from the magma, in the distance, you see another long hydra head. However, this hydra head is not alive. It is a long hydra head that is curled around a giant stone spike emerging from the magma, and its head is just impaled on the stone spike. Oh, Annie's going to pull on Alex's cape so she can get his attention. What? I did... I, it wasn't like a yank. Jeez. There was a gentle pull. Oh, look. And she's going to point all the way in the distance to so that he notices... The Hydra head. Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> what? Well, what do you think it means? What are you guys talking about back there? If you have something to share, share it with the group. Look, I saw that. It's a Hydra head on a spike, and I just thought... Saw what? Look, where I'm pointing, follow my finger. It's a Hydra head on a big old spike, and it's really... I don't know, I just Look thought... Look alive, child. That is what awaits us all for the rest of eternity. Annie, make an insight check. Good lord! 23! A question rings in your mind. Did Pelops do this? Oh, sh- what the shit? 
guys, do you think maybe... Do you think maybe Pelops did that? All by himself? If he did, we shall thank him when we see him next. I mean, it's entirely possible that he did that, but you know, it's a river, but it's not exactly like water. But whenever I see rocks jutting out of water and we're in the Grecian times, I always tend to think of between a rock and a hard place. So that is where my mind goes. But Annie, that's a great thought too. Okay. I think next we see him, we make a more concerted effort to stick with him. I apologize for the chatter. You do not need to apologize for chatter. Chatter is what builds us up together as a team. And you are doing a great job. And Arete looks in Rolf's eyes and just sees the dead look (laughs) staring back at him and shivers just a little bit. As you guys are like fairly cramped on the raft, uh, you guys notice something, which is that as you're standing near Rolf, Rolf does not notice this, but as you're all standing near Rolf, you hear the sounds of battle the closer you stand to Rolf. (laughs) Hey, Rolf, I think I can hear your inner turmoil. What? Annie's going to do like a thing where she's going to like lean in to see if it gets louder and then lean away and do like a back and forth. It does. Whoa. That's literally what happens. Whoa. How did you do that? But it also fills you with tremendous sadness. Yeah. Like you also feel like the pain of loss and grief and terror. So it's like I lean in and I'm like, I have a frown, but then I lean away and I'm like smiling again. It's like, oh, this is... This is really messing with my mental state, and I should probably stop. But you guys gotta try this. This is kind of cool. What do you refer to? It's like every time I lean closer to you, I feel a huge wave of, of, of loss and fear and dread. But then I lean away from you, and it goes away. But I can still kind of hear it. Does that make sense? You've come to realize the only thing that is guaranteed in life. What? Is that death? Is it death? Did I get that right? Bingo, baby. Well, yeah, sure. Did I win a prize? At that moment, you see the raft moving at this very consistent speed toward the edge of this magma plane that you're on. And it is going to go straight off the edge very soon. Can I roll an investigation to see if there are any potential off points nearby? Sure. Uh, I rolled a one, so it's a four. It keeps moving. It's going to go off in about five, four, three, Anastasia, feather fall, feather fall. Feather you cast Featherfall as this raft goes straight off the edge. As you are released into the abyss past the river Phlegathon into the darkness below, you start falling slowly, slowly, slowly into blackness. For you don't know how long. Suddenly, it is black everywhere around you. And the heat passes for a moment. It's like It's almost as if you're not in Asphodel anymore. But then the heat comes back, but in a different form, as you see a flame underneath you, and then more and more flames, and then suddenly you see a Ferris wheel of flames underneath you. Hmm. And then you see that it is this flaming wheel with spokes on it flying everywhere as you slowly descend onto the cracked stone tile beside it. And you hear a man going... I look at Alexander. And I look at him. At that moment, you feel this powerful wind all around you, kind of like, I don't know if you guys have ever been at one, but have you ever been like by like a helicopter as it's landing or taking off? Uh, you feel this just like powerful whirlwind all around you, beating at you, and then suddenly there is this whirl of steel wings 
as Nemesis appears in front of you and her sharp feathers gleam against the firelight. And she cackles. And she goes, oh. <laughs> mm, oh, what is that you've brought me? It smells so good. Give it here, give it here. And then she runs up to Alexander. She puts her hand along the side of his face. She goes, oh, my handsome beloved. Oh, what have you brought me? And then she slides her hand down your torso, down your waist. She reaches her hand down to your jar. Uh, she takes the jar and then she holds it up to her lips and she kisses and she goes, Ugh. and then she licks it and she goes, so much suffering inside. What could you possibly have brought me that is deserving of eternal torture here? That would be Tisiphone, the fury. <gasps> A most magnificent prize. Oh, do you believe she is deserving of what I'm about to deliver to her? I do not. Mm, well, then why did you bring her in here? You're such a tease. It was a tactical move in case we were to pawn her again. I was not expecting to see you so soon. What's done is done. You have made use of my gift and done so admirably. (sighs) She puts the jar in her other palm and then she kind of just rolls it around a little ball. And it's almost as if you can imagine Tisiphone being rolled around in that jar, like as if it were like a Pokeball or something. But it's like, it's clearly tumultuous for whatever is inside. She goes... I can feel her heart racing. She's screaming over and over and over. Such agony. Ah. Ah. Pardon me. I forget myself. (laughs) Do you need a towel? Moist cloth? Oh, that will not do. And then she takes the jar, and then she points it at the flaming wheel, and she opens it, and Tisiphone comes flying out of the jar, and she goes, And she is impaled on one of these giant flaming spokes, and she howls in pain as the wheel begins turning. And she says, Ah, you have performed beautifully. Who will you bring me next? She then grabs your forehead and kisses your forehead, Alexander, and she goes, Here. And then she holds up another jar to your lips, and then she puts it in your hands. It's This one is an empty jar. Please take my blessing. It is the only thanks that I could give you. And then you all instantly increase by one level. Whoa. 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 <laughs> uh, so you feel empowered with this hateful, sinister energy flowing through you. And again, Nemesis asks, Who will you bring me next time? And bring you the rest of the Furies, hopefully. Magnificent. Their suffering will be astronomical. Dope. Yes, the whole, a whole collection would be nice, wouldn't it? Have you any requests? Yes, I command you to complete it for me in post-haste. Well, it shall be done. She licks her lips and she says, Well, hurry. I can't wait very long. And then she goes, <laughs> And she leaps onto the flaming wheel and grabs another spoke as the wheel spins and she is flown away by it. And suddenly the room fills thick with smoke. Goodbye, nemesis. When the smoke clears, you all find yourself once again trapped in a very narrow room, almost closet size. And you see a little crystal globe with a ewer inside it. I press it. Again, you hear the sound of waterfalls all around you and you hear a voice ring out in your ears. You know, I'm so used to hearing the sound of my own voice that I get very startled when I start hearing others. Is that Lavoie in your hands? I can't think of anything else which would produce such heavenly sounds such as my own. You take care of it for me, will you? Kisses! 
you may select an Iris Power Boon, Iris Survivability Boon, or Iris Utility Boon. Roll a d20. Yep, that's a three. Okay, yeah, this is a common rarity boon. The survivability was quite good last time. Are we curious as to what else Iris has? Nope. No. 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 You do that survivability, please. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you are attacked, you may expend your reaction to interpose a shimmering shield of prismatic light between you and your attacker, conferring disadvantage on the attack. So now in this extremely cramped closet room, directly above you, you see a little crystal globe with a pomegranate and a skull and crossbones on it. We made it. How's everyone? Um... Feeling? 40 out of 73. Feeling good, looking gorgeous. Okay, Alex? And I have 60 at the moment. Out of? Out of 84. Ooh, I have 10 to give to myself, laying hands on myself. Okay, Annie will use a third level cure wounds on Rolf. Ooh, damn. A 23. Thank you, Anastasia. You're welcome. I just figured we should all go in with our best foot forward. Agreed. This will not be easy. Yeah, it looked like you kind of needed it. Much appreciated. Any final concerns? No, no, I I think I'm ready to go. I press the globe. All right, globe shatters, and you see a very narrow ladder to climb out of the oubliette. After you. Annie will start climbing. Arete will follow after Annie and climb away. Alexander? Alexander will follow, yep. And Rolf will follow him. As you begin climbing up and up and up the ladder, it gets impossibly dark around you, and you have to be increasingly careful as you try to kind of just feel in the darkness for the next rung. Finally, you feel yourself emerging on a platform, but you can't see anything yet. But you feel around whoever's at the top, and you kind of emerge from kind of what, what seems like a, like a manhole-sized hole onto some rock and dirt. Annie's just going to pop out and crawl her way out. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Following the noises that Annie has been making, Arete will use her noises as a almost a, a directional path. Yeah, it's up here. Come on. Once all of you are out, the hole slams shut below you, and suddenly you all feel a strange sense of movement, and the air gets hot again. And as the air gets hotter, the river Phlegathon begins lighting up all around you. And you realize that you are on a moving platform, but not just any bone raft. Imagine a ribcage of a person lying down. You are all inside this giant ribcage and massive spines of bone, like for the ribs, are arching above you. And you are all actually on top of this large spine that runs through the middle of it. And it seems to be a moving barge. And this barge is increasing in speed and begins barreling through the Phlegathon. The barge will not be easy to clear. We must survive. Everybody, hold on! Hearing that, Arete will hold on to the nearest immovable object. Can we get into, like, diamond formation, like, back-to-back, all of us? This is your opportunity to do that. Okay. Okay! All right, everybody roll initiative. Fourteen. Hey, I got a fourteen, too! Twelve. Five. So all four of you make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, everybody add four because you're next to me. I rolled a one, so ten. Um, sixteen for Arete. Seventeen. I'm going to use inspiration to re-roll. Jesus Christ. Eight for Alexander. So as you're on this barge, as it begins picking up speed, you see the small shadow appearing on the ground between all of your backs, and then it widens past your feet. 
and something is crashing down from above you. So Annie and Arete dodge out of the way. Meanwhile, like this kind of like mini stone obelisk slams from above and drops onto Alexander and Rolf for 11 bludgeoning damage and both of you are knocked prone. <laughs> After that, you start to hear some shambling from opposite sides of the ribcage, and suddenly these skeletons start emerging from the ribcage's gaps, and they first start slowly crawling towards you, but then once they're like halfway to you, they immediately leap at you, and these two skeletons are going to attack Annie and Arete each. Iris, protect me! Okay. So this one attacked with disadvantage. It only gets a 20. Is that hit? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's only a 20. <laughs> As the skeleton swipes at you, it seems to have these sharpened bone nails and it claws at you for 11 piercing damage. <gasps> and then it is going to attempt to attack you again. It gets a 15. That hits too. Okay, it deals nine bludgeoning damage. <laughs> the other Wretched Faithless is going to, oh, that's what it's called, by the way, a Wretched Faithless. You could just call them Faithless for short. This other skeleton is going to attack Arete. It gets a uh, 17 for its first swipe at you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and use Uncanny Dodge as my reaction, which will half the damage. Okay, so it'll be half of 11 reduced by 3 is 8, so 4 piercing. And then it's going to swipe at you again with its fist this time. It gets a 19. That hits. Okay, that's 9 bludgeoning damage. Annie, it is your turn. Rolf, you are on deck. Annie's going to use Thunderclap on the... Faithless that was attacking her. Okay. So roll a constitution saving throw. You could say 12. That's pretty awesome because they get hit for Oh, that's just three damage. Come on. And he's going to be like, Aries and Dionysus, aid me in this attack. And we're going to boop, boop. That is total of 18 damage. So Tanya has already done damage. Rolf is going to stand up and cast Acid Splash upon the Faithless attacking her. He has to roll a dexterity saving throw, and he is going to expend a blood crystal, raising the DC to 18. Okay, well, he got a six. Excellent. Ares, empower this splash. And he is going to take 23 acid damage, as well as Dionysus hangover. Okay, it looks more than half dead. Excellent. And then I'm going to dash as a bonus action, calling upon Hermes and Poseidon in order to raise my AC by three. And I'm going to dash into the one attacking Arete and try and push it away. It more than saves, but you splash into it and you are adjacent to it. Arete is going to draw Lavoie and Ares and Dionysus aid these stabby stabs as... Ooh, I critted! Oh, that's exciting. A 28. I'm assuming that hits. Yeah, that hits. And it's a crit. And remember, you're also critting your sneak attack damage and your Ares damage. Just roll up the damage normally, or we're just going to double the final result. 58. There we go. You stab into this Faithless with the might of Ares and Dionysus and who knows who else. And you stab it really, really hard to the point where you feel like if even anyone else hit it again, it would probably die. But it is super low, but it's there. Do you do anything else? Yes, I call upon Hermes as I disengage and increase my AC by five. At that stage, you, Rolf, and Alexander see these giant bombs fly out at you <laughs> and land immediately at your feet from targets you can't see yet. Does a 14 meet your AC, Alexander? It does not <gasps> meet mine, no. Okay. 
Does a 17 meet your AC, Rolf? Are you shitting me? It's 15 with Neptune. Iris! So it's got disadvantage. Uh, it rolled higher on the disadvantaged one. Shit. Okay, so you dodge the bomb. Alexander, the other bomb explodes at your feet, Rolf, and you take four force damage. So that's what, one force damage? <laughs> Yes. You take one force damage, and then finally you can see the source of these, and standing at the very top of the ribcage, you see these two kind of dancer skeletons. And they're just dancing and throwing bombs above you, yeah. Above us, focus fire. So Alexander's going to roll out of the way of that bomb and then stand up to attack the weakest one, which I think Arate was attacking. 26 would hit. Yep. So feeling the might of Ares, he will swing at it for 31 damage. Okay, tell me how you obliterate it. After the roll, he will push himself with his hands up to his feet, charge at the skeleton, and unsheath his sword, and with a slashing uppercut, hopefully cut it right in half. Is the other one within 15 feet? No. Damn. How far is that one? It is 20 feet from where the current one is standing. With Hermes and Poseidon, dash as much as I can towards it, and then throw a javelin. Does a 19 hit? That does. With the fury in his eyes, he will slash at that one for 24 damage. Ooh, okay, it is super low, but not quite dead, but like breathing on it would kill it. (sighs) Okay. The stone obelisk that dropped on you flies up into the air again. And something else is going to actually crash down on the Faithless with 3 HP. Oh no. And that is our good friend Pelops, (gasps) who uh, you see again, like a streak of lightning through the sky. All these lights stream through the sky as he crashes down on that Faithless. It explodes. The ribcage underneath you for the barge of death gets a deep fissure underneath it to the point where the entire barge caves in on itself a little bit and you're all standing on a slight incline now. So Alexander and Annie, could you make dexterity saves, please? That is 15. I have 15 as well. Oh, excellent. Okay, so you both save exactly. Yay! So you both only take eight force damage. You fucking asshole. (laughs) Minus three, which is five. As the impact from Pelops' landing just sends shockwaves that you can feel vibrate, like, through your face bones. And so then Pelops crashes down. He hops off his lance. He yanks it out of the fissure, wipes off some Phlegathon phlegm from his lance as it goes flying and goes... Who's next? And it would have been the Faithless, but he's gone. Next up is Annie. Is the rock rock thing, rock car, what's left? There's the rock thing in the sky. There's the two dancers at the top of the ribcage. Okay, hold me close to Tiny Dad. Hold me close to Tony Dad. Tony Dad, yes. Count okay. the headlights <laughs> on the highway. Annie wants to cast Stinking Cloud on... <laughs> On the Tony Danzas at the top. Okay, so what happens? They have to make a constitution saving throw against poison. So they got a five. Okay, so on a failed save, the creature spends its action that turn retching and reeling. All right, they are retching and reeling. They're going, yeah! And at the same time, you hear... As a massive hydra head <gasps> uh, emerges on one end of the barge and another hydra head just... Emerges on the other end of the barge, and these two Hydra heads are swimming alongside the barge, chasing all of you. Roll focus on the ones above. I thought so, yes. Okay. I'm going to cast Ice Knife at first level. 
So I'm going to confuse it with a blood crystal and aim it at whichever one is nearest me and hope that the other gets caught in the blast. That was a 2 plus 12, uh, plus my blood crystal is going to bring it up to a 18. That definitely hits. Excellent. Ares, empower me! The first one takes 20 piercing damage. <coughs> so with Blast Nova, that means I also deal the 20 damage to the adjacent target. That is correct. Excellent. So they both take 20 piercing damage, and then as the shard explodes, they must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. And the DC for that is going to be a 20. Okay, I got a 15 and a 17. Wonderful. So they are both going to take 17 cold damage. (sighs) All right. So here's what actually happened. You shot your ice knife up. It went into one of the wretches, and it went, ah! And then you felt like Daedalus's power radiate like an ice cloud from it that dealt identical damage to its partner. So then it took that hit. Then the explosion of the ice knife itself. And you just hear, combo breaker! And uh, both, <laughs> both of the wretched dancers freeze up and then shatter as these ice statues as a hail of bones and ice fall over you. You're up. Arete, it is your turn. Can we get to the Hydra heads? How close together are these ribs? You can hop between the ribs and try to attack them through that without issue. Great. I will take the left Hydra head. So Arete draws the voix and he says, Ares and Dionysus and Aphrodite aid me in my stabby stabby. Does a 14 hit. It does not. Okay. And then, as my bonus action, I will disengage Hermes. Engage my disengage. With that sweet additional AC. And I will gain that 5 AC for that. And that is the end of my turn. All right. The Hydra head on the right-hand side is going to breathe fire onto everyone. Everybody on the barge make a dexterity saving throw. Wait, who's with me? Add four. I'm going to say Pelops is with you. 22. 26. Seven. Who did not get a 15 or better? Annie. That would be a rete. <laughs> so you were taking 35 minus three is 32. Half of that is 16. So everybody who succeeded takes 16. Everybody who failed takes 32 fire damage. Oh! Okay. As an action, I'm going to have to use my Holy Bulwark to get my AC up plus four. And then as a bonus action, I'm just going to dash with Hermes and Poseidon at another plus three AC. And I'm going to dash at the one that's breathing fire and kick its head. (laughs) Rolf, make a dexterity saving throw. Critical failure, so six. Alrighty. You take 11 damage as the obelisk lands on you and you are knocked prone. Focus the Hydras. We can handle the obelisk. I say before it kills me. <laughs> okay. It is Pelops' turn. So Pelops seems annoyed with these Hydras as if he's been dealing with these all day. And he says, I've had enough of you. And he leaps into the air and then he hovers in the air and across his visor, you see all these lights light up and you see this kind of like circular reticle move around his visor and it locks onto the Hydra on the right. And he like holds back his javelin, and he does that, like, mid-air, like, twist, like they do in 300, Mm -hmm. and then he flings the javelin. The javelin, mid-air, breaks apart, like a rocket shuttle almost, and it breaks apart 
into seven different lances. Sick. And all of those lances start homing in on that Hydra, but they don't actually crash into it. They start spinning around the Hydra and shooting these lasers all over Hydra. These lasers are all burning into this Hydra, and it takes 52 force damage as all of these lasers fire at it. And then all of the javelin pieces reassemble and then fly back into his hand as a singular javelin. Yo. Then it is left Hydra's turn. It's just going to reach straight over down into the ribcage, and it's just going to attempt to bite Arete. Cool. Does a 25 hit? Oh, Iris. Okay, so does a 19 hit? Meets it, beats it. Sure does. Damn. So you take 15 piercing damage as the bone bites into you. Make a strength save. Before I do that strength save, my auto-adrenaline ejector activates. You can be invisible or flying. I pick invisible. Okay, make a strength saving throw. 17. It's not able to hold on to you. It chomps onto something and then suddenly you go invisible. Annie wants to cast Blindness Deafness on the right Hydra head. It is very constitution-y. I got a 25. You can see. You you have sight, so congratulations. Ah. I'm going to cast a fourth level Witch Bolt upon the Bone Hydra that Alexander and Pelops have been attacking, and I'm also going to expend one of my Blood Crystals. That is a 25 to hit. Okay, that certainly hits. Ares, Dionysus, do your thing. That is going to be 56 lightning damage. Yeah, okay, now it's starting to look pretty beat up. And I'm going to dash to raise that AC. I'm going to go ahead and, while invisible, use my new grave marker maneuver, mark for death on the Hydra that I am near. Okay. You need to make a constitution saving throw. What does it have to be? 15. Okay, it got a 13. So upon the failure, it is treated as vulnerable against the next individual instance of damage it takes before the start of my next turn. I shout whisper, hey, Lefty over here is now vulnerable. Come and attack it. Should I aim for that one? Yeah. And then another new ability allows me to pop back into invisibility until the end of my turn. So then as my bonus action, I will take a cunning action to disengage to raise my AC whilst still invisible, and then I pop back to being visible as I end my turn. I'm gonna cut at the Hydra that I'm next to. Well, the first one was a critical fail. Second hit is a 19. I'm gonna use a Divine Smite at that at second level. And with Ares and Divine Smite, that would be 39 damage. Ooh, yeah, it looks really bad. You would almost certainly kill it on your next blow, knowing you. Okay, then for my bonus action, I will dash towards the other one. Okay, it's going to make an opportunity attack at you. It only gets an 11. Yeah, it doesn't go. It is the obelisk's turn. It is going to fly straight up into the sky. And then Pelops is going to turn to the Hydra on the left. And he is again going to leap into the air. That reticle is going to move around his visor and then lock onto it. He's going to throw his lance. The lance is going to break apart and then shoot a bunch of lasers at it. We'll see if it saves. It's not saved. It's a five. So he rolls a 35 on it, which becomes, with the vulnerability, the grave mark that Arache placed on it, he's going to deal 70 damage to the Hydra on the left. So uh, the Hydra on the left is going to bite Arete. 
Oh, it's going to attempt to. It only gets a 14. It don't make it. Like all of my spells use constitution, unless I get really lucky and it works. So I want to really try doing constitution on the Hydra on the right again. Uh, blindness, deafness? Yes, blindness, deafness. Sorry. Uh, gets a 21. Oh, Annie's just going to stomp her feet and be like, you know, just... Forget it. Just forget it. Who's next? Just go. Just go. I'm going to continue to dash in a circle, riding my little wave and maintain concentration on my witch bolt. This is on the one on the right? Yes. Just explain how you obliterate it. I continue spinning in a circle, but I'm spotting the bone hydra and just glaring at it the whole time as my body kind of rotates around my head and just continue to strike lightning at it. And it explodes. He doesn't even say anything. He just turns and focuses on the one on the Oh, and he holds a hand out to retrieve his blood crystal. <laughs> the barge continues barreling forward. The left Hydra is continuing to give chase. Arete, it is your turn. As everyone starts to turn their attention towards the other Hydra, Arete shimmers for a brief moment and is gone as he uses Death Shroud. And then Arete will attempt to mark for death once again on this lovely little Hydra before him. You have to beat a 15 with that con saving throw. Got an 11. Whoa. You see? You see, sometimes it works. Sometimes it works, huh? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, all right, so it has been marked for death. Rete pops back into visibility as you see him just kind of throw a little sticker at it. <laughs> and it's got like a little skull and crossbones. <laughs> okay. That's how he gets It says kick me on it. Alexander starts running at it and then starts running vertically up its neck with an 18. Does that hit? Yeah, uh, that hits. 48 for the first hit. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm assuming a 21 hits. It does. Well, it's 40 damage. It is super low. Anyone could breathe on it. Helops is going to leap onto the Hydra, and he is going to stab down into it with his javelin. He only deals 27 damage to it with the attack. That does kill it. <laughs> uh, so he stabs straight down into the Hydra. The skull of the Hydra just shatters, and it just starts sinking into the magma. Annie, it is your turn. I'll do thunderclap on the obelisk. It has to make a constitution saving throw, though. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to yeah, jump so off of the barge. 17 plus 3. <laughs> Rolf, it is your turn. Aretta, you're on deck. I'm going to cast Acid Splash upon it. Please make a dexterity saving throw, and I will recall my blood crystal and infuse it. That you have to beat a 20. Ah, oh, it gets a 17. It has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Uh, it still doesn't beat it. Thank God. Okay. Ares! Let's finish this. So that is 23 Acid Damage. You deal a bunch of acid damage to it. It's corroding through the stone. We're literally fighting rocks. That's the end of my turn. Arete runs over to the obelisk with the voix, stabs into the top of it. Ah! Does a 20 hit. It does hit. Marvelous. And Rolf is adjacent, yes? Yes. Great. So that means I get to do my little sneak a sneak. A 26. Okay, three paper cuts would kill it. It looks really bad. Alexander, it's your turn. Alexander looks at the rock and he goes, We meet at last. And he's going to Good Lord. <laughs> run up and slash it. Okay, 27 lands. That does hit. Describe how you kill it. Uh, reverse King Arthur's sword in the stone. All right, it does shatter. As it shatters, a giant super pomegranate lies where it exploded. A super pomegranate? I slap it. Whoosh. 
barge, and the barge comes to a stop. You slap the super primal granite, you can upgrade any boon of yours to heroic rarity. Iris! Wait, Iris or Athena? Um, uh, Iris might be good. Iris! I, I, I have no complaints there. I, I don't either. Iris! Okay, I think um, it sounds like we're gonna go with Iris. Yeah, let's go for it. Why not? Okay, so Iris, heroic, plus five AC. Oh, oh, I love you. Yeah, that's pretty bonkers. I basically can't kill you at this point. Well, we'll see about that. We still got saving throws to fail. The, the barge pulls to a stop. You see a bone raft at the very edge of it. That shows a green icon of a bow and arrow. Let's all skedaddle. Annie's going to touch the orb. The raft starts speeding along the magma to who knows where. Rogue Runners, Volume 1, In the Blood, stars our players Nicholas Venetados as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Audio editing by Daniel Manning. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by if you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show, too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at roguerunradio. We love hearing from you, so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. We're very proud to be in the Whisperforge Collective and hope you'll check out our other shows. Get ready to run with us soon. New episodes drop every two weeks. Till next time, sinners, I'll see you in hell. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you there? I think I'm getting something. Why are you recording? For science. Did you hear that? We're a little off schedule. Maybe it's the aliens. I'm studying electromagnetic phenomena and anomalies. I don't think losing people is scary, I just... Don't want to do it anymore. Just together with me. Radio check, who's this? I didn't do it! You never do anything! We should still be secure. Are you safe? The walkies again. Who are you? Comfort. I am not doing it on purpose. You can't bullshit! I am not doing it on purpose! Stop! Stop! Oh god! I don't like this. I don't like this. What the hell was that? I'm not supposed to know that. We're supposed to be innocent. 
I feel an ending coming. Oracle, a sci-fi anthology podcast set in the not-so-distant future. Season 2, Transmission, available in bi-monthly episode releases starting July 1st, 2023. Or listen now to Season 1, Iris, wherever you get your podcasts.